What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Marx's Takes. If you're listening to this on Spotify, you probably see the brand new logo. I'm really excited about that. I just kind of wanted to do a revamp, completely get a new logo. I'm really happy with the way it turned out. Rip to the old logo. I really, I have a lot of love for that old logo, but again, it was, tr- it was, it was time to get a new logo, start fresh. So yeah, let's just get into it. We're going to be talking about the playoffs today. It's been very interesting. I want to talk mostly about the Eastern Conference because uh, just some craziness going on in the Eastern Conference, and I want to talk about that. I also, I don't want to give the Clippers the time of day, the time of day. So I'm just going to preference this and be like, I'm not talking about the Clippers at all because I don't want to give energy and time to something that gives nothing in return. You know, like I don't want to sit here for 30 minutes and talk about the Clippers when all they do is give me disappointment, depression, suffering, PTSD every single day. So again, to me, it's too hard to sit here and talk about them with nothing in return. All the money, all the energy spent, and I get absolutely nothing in return. The only thing I get is pain and suffering. So for that, I will not be talking about them, and I want to talk about the East because there, it looks like some of the teams out in the East are actually having fun, which is something that the Clippers do not do. So let's first get into Heat Bucks. Well, Heat Bucks is very interesting because it further proves that the Heat are bubble frauds. They're so bad, I think they're actually going to get swept uh, whenever their next game is tomorrow, Sunday. I actually believe they're going to get swept. I had a little hope that they were maybe going to win game three. Like, okay, yes, they lost both games at in Milwaukee, but they're going home. Miami has a huge crowd. COVID doesn't exist there. Okay, maybe they can pull out and, and win one game. I thought it was maybe going to be a gentleman's sweep, but after watching game three, I'm very confident that the Bucks will sweep them. The Bucks. here's the thing about the Bucks. I can't tell if the Bucks are really good or the Heat are very bad because the Bucks, you know, they're a contender out in the East, but they always seem to fall short in the conference finals, second round. You know, it looks like we're going to be gearing up for a Nets Bucks second round matchup, which will be very interesting. And that's the thing I don't know about the Bucks is are they actually really good or are the Heat really bad? And I don't know because I. Cause I I'm like, oh, the Heat are bubble frauds. They stink. But maybe the Bucks got a lot better. Drew Holiday is a great addition. P.J. Tucker is really good. Um, they they made some good moves, but I also don't know if I'm 100% sold on the Bucks because I feel like they've been in the same position before. They looked really good in the first round, and then, you know, they looked really good in the first round, and then they kind of just started falling apart in the later rounds. You know, they were up 2-0 against the Raptors in 2019 in, in the second round or the conference finals, and the Raptors came back and won. So I, I'm i not sold on the Bucks, but I am sold on the fact that the Heat really stink, and every day I'll laugh at them for 
not trading Tyler Hero for James Harden. Uh, they ended up getting Oladipo at the trade deadline, which was possibly one of the worst trades that occurred at the deadline because Oladipo was injured. He he's he hasn't played, and they traded Kelly Olynyk, who I'm not saying is the best player ever, but he was pretty good. Like on the Rockets, the, you know, he played on that shit Rockets team. He was like their MVP. So. Just, I think that was a horrible trade for them, and I also think the fact that they didn't trade, like Tyler Hero, was like the deciding factor in a, in a trade to get like the best scorer, one of the best scorers in the NBA, and James Harden, and so I think it's instant karma. I think that they really need to do, kind of a roster sweep. I know Duncan Robinson is an is a unrestricted free agent, so. We'll see what happens with him. I think he could definitely chase a bag this summer. I think a team will offer him a bag. Um, but I do think they kind of need to blow it up. Bam has been very, very bad. He's very, like, he's like he was really good in the bubble. He's very athletic. But, again, the Bucks have just shut them down completely. I think the Bucks also have a kind of a vendetta against them and and kind of, like, they embarrassed us in the bubble last year. Like, the Bucks were a title contender last year. Probably the top title contender. And they got embarrassed, okay, in the bubble. So, I do think they they want that payback. And they don't want, like, oh, beat them in six games type of payback. They, like, want, okay, like, let's sweep them type payback because we're that pissed. Like, the Bucks were embarrassed last year by the Heat. And just kind of their stars haven't been good. Butler, Bam, the two of them haven't been great. Butler, like, I get it. He brought his team to the NBA Finals last year. But you got to do it in an arena with fans. You got to do it with traveling. You got to do it with all the circumstances that are going on that weren't a part of the bubble last year. And they're not doing that. So it further confirms to me that the Heat, are bubble frauds, and they'll always go down as a bubble fraud. I respect what Jimmy Butler did in the bubble last year, but if you can't replicate it in an environment with fans, with travel, you know, with all of that, you're a fraud. And that's just the way it's going to be. So I'm fully expecting the Bucks to sweep, the Nets probably to sweep. I think it's probably going to get a bit rowdy there in Boston, but... I'm expecting sweeps or gentlemen sweeps on both sides, and I'm expecting a very exciting matchup between those two teams. It's basically going to be who's going to play Philly in the ECF. Philly has just a cakewalk to the ECF, so I think whoever beats like Nets Bucks will probably be the most entertaining series of the Eastern Conference playoffs. And yeah, the the if the Sixers don't make it to the ECF, they should be embarrassed with themselves because, you know, they're playing the Wizards. They'll gentlemen sweep the Wizards, sweep the Wizards, whatever, and then they'll play the winner of Hawks, Hawks, Knicks. And like I feel like everybody, the world, like wants the Knicks to win so badly, but I feel like the Hawks could be, not like tough for the Sixers, but I think matchup wise. 
the the Hawks match up with the Sixers better than the Knicks. But again, New York Philly rivalry would be absolutely fantastic. And while I'm talking about the Knicks and Hawks, I just kind of want to switch to that. So definitely to me, the most interesting series so far. I think it's so exciting to have fans back in Madison Square Garden. Madison Square Garden is probably the best arena in all of sports. I'm sitting there, I'm watching it. It makes me just want to teleport there so badly because I'm like, Staples Center is a dump compared to Madison Square Garden on the aspect of like fans and cheering. And I know that the COVID guidelines are different and whatever and each arena has different rules about how many fans can be let in but like still I feel like if Madison Square Garden had the same number as fans as Staples Center had like today Madison Square Garden would still be triple like quadruple times louder than this than what Staples Center is and I'm mostly talking about a certain team that plays in Staples Center that thought it was a good idea to have cardboard cutouts facing the facing the court and they were shown on camera like that wasn't distracting at all and I'm not going to name that team again because no energy no efforts going towards them but Madison Square Garden definitely the best that game two in Madison Square Garden Knicks Hawks was fantastic I mean the Knicks are so gritty they play with so much heart you know the first half was looking very very ugly like really ugly and they were down like 14 points the Hawks went on a really good run to end the half the Knicks were down 14 13 points third quarter, fourth quarter, they just fought back. And it's so refreshing. They do it through defense and they do it through shooting. Like their top shooter, Reggie Bullock, Reggie Bullock is shooting so well. Julius Randle, like they do it with so much heart. And then to have the crowd behind them just so loud and like cheering is so fun. And it makes me want to be like a temporary Knicks fan, like for that time because it's so fun. So the Knicks are going to Atlanta. Trey Young said, see you in the A. Trey Young, he's quickly climbing up my list of players that I hate the most. Quickly. I think the foul baiting really pisses me off. And just kind of the way he plays, how he's just, again, he's just looking for fouls. And that kind of ruins the game. But the the Knicks did a, a much better job on him. In the second game, like, he still had 30, but they were able to limit his driving a little bit. Like, Taj Gibson was able to push up a little bit and, like, block him a couple times, which was nice that they made that adjustment because, again, I can think about another coach who's on the other side of the country who does not make any adjustments when it comes to playoffs. So, yeah, um... Again, won't say his name, though, because he doesn't deserve airtime. He doesn't deserve his name to be said on here. But, yeah, so, Knicks, Hawks, I really want that to go to seven games because all I want in my life as a selfish sports fan is I want the Knicks to have a game seven in Madison Square Garden. And it's either going to be they're going to burn the city down if they win or it's going to be the saddest sight I've seen in a long time in sports. And I've seen a lot of sad shit in the past five years. And they're either going to burn the city down 
or it's going to be one of the saddest things ever. So, I mean, I say burn the city down because, you know, after that win the other day, um, the other night, they won one game. It's tied 1-1. They're going back to Atlanta. And they were, like, literally partying in the streets because they won one playoff game. So, and it looked like they had almost won, like, the Eastern Conference Finals. Like, that was how you react when you win an Eastern Conference Finals. So, this, like, first-round matchup to them is, like, their NBA Finals. And I love it. It makes it so much more exciting to watch. And I absolutely love it. I cannot wait if they do end up winning this series and if it hopefully goes to seven to see that city after they win. Because to me, they're not going to be failures if they lose this series. They're not going to be failures. They were a team that some people had ranked 30th uh, in their preseason power rankings. They were a team that was not supposed to make the playoffs. They were a team that was supposed to win, what, like 20 games or something? 18 games. So if they do not win this series, they are not failures. They have lived up to everyone's expectations. And that's what I think makes it so fun to watch because they just keep building and building and they just keep surpassing my expectations every game. Towards the end of the season, I started watching like more and more Knicks games because, you know, the hype was building. They were going to make the playoffs. So I was like, let me watch. And every single time I watched, they kept surpassing my expectations. And that game too, I mean, I, I was blown away by that performance in the second half. Coming down from, coming back from 14 and winning the game by like 10. And I took a minus two as well. So I was very excited about that. Just to have like the heart, okay? I don't see that with a certain team here. Again, across the country that I will not name. I don't see that word heart ever. Very, very infrequently do I see that. Grit. I don't see that at all with a certain team. Um, so again, it's very refreshing. I may be across the country watching a Knicks game, but it's one of the best things right now for me to be watching and rooting and rooting for them. Because it's just refreshing again to see a team play with heart, grit, everything. Just just really care, you know? Care more than the fans. So that's it's awesome. I love it. And yeah, so speaking of that series and everything going on with the NBA, kind of like the fan situation has gone out of control. Uh there was one day I think Knicks Hawks played, Sixers uh Wizards played and Grizzlies and the Jazz played. That was all one day. I think it was Wednesday. And every single one of those games had a fan banned from that game. Like every single individual game had fans banned. So the first one was the Sixers game and Russell Westbrook was leaving the court injured. Someone dumped a bucket of popcorn on him. So stay classy, Philly. That's very nice. Uh, very nice. And... Yeah, so that was the first interaction. They were banned. They were a season ticket holder. And I guess they got banned from Wells Fargo. They're banned. That was the first one that was horrible. 
I mean, he's he's injured. It just, like, it makes me mad because, like, what would that fan do if Russell Westbrook jumped up into the stands? Like, that fan would be completely messed up. Sorry if you guys hear my dog barking, by the way, in the background. She will not shut the fuck up. But, um, yeah, so, like, what would that fan do if Russell Westbrook climbed up in the stands in that moment? Like, the fan would be absolutely terrified, and I think that... The fact that that fan, like, even thinks that, thinks, thinks, like, that's okay is very messed up. That they think that they have some type of power over the players because they're sitting, like, 30 rows up or whatever. Like, 15 rows up. I think that's very messed up. And I think the NBA should really reevaluate that whole fan to player dynamic because if a if a fan thinks 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 that's okay just because they're 15 rows up and like oh Russell Westbrook he's not gonna see me he's not gonna climb up you know when is it finally gonna happen that the player crawls up to the stands because we've all seen Malice at the Palace we've all seen the YouTube clips I was too young I wasn't alive but we've all seen Malice at the Palace when is Malice at the Palace part two going to happen you know you just never know with these fans when something is when when one of these players is just gonna explode because they're like it's very messed up the whole situation there was another situation at the Knicks game there's a video that's disgusting and a Knicks fan who was not a season ticket holder was sitting very very close to the like the court and Trey Young was inbounding the ball and he was probably sitting like in the second row because you can see 50 Cent sitting courtside you can see his girlfriend 50 Cent's girlfriend sitting right next to him and you can see 50 Cent's girlfriend like sitting there and then just a thing of spit flies past her and lands on Trey Young and spitting is this is actually worse than the popcorn I mean, by far. It's not even close. That spitting is just unbearably bad to the point where, like, you should never step foot in that arena. You shouldn't just be banned for the for the postseason. Postseason, you should be banned for life for Madison Square Garden. The disrespect that these fans have for players is it's disgusting. And I just don't know how a person could sit there Look at Trey Young and be like, yes, I'm going to spit on him. That's a good idea. I don't think there'll be any consequences. Like, who raised you to think that that's okay to spit on a player? And I think, again, it's part of the thing where it's like they don't think anything is going to happen. Like, they'll do it. No one's going to know who it was. They're 15 rows up or however many rows they are, and nothing's going to happen to them. But, you know, with media and video, that clip of the spitting went viral instantly because it was like someone recorded it, someone slowed it down, and you could see just that ball of split spit fly past 50 Cent's girlfriend right onto Trey Young. And, like, I like Madison Square Garden doing the chanting, like, the Trey is balding. I think that's hilarious because that's comical and funny, but... And I liked all the chanting, okay? Like, the fuck Trey Young, okay? Totally fine. But when you're going to spit on someone, that's just crossing a line. And you should be banned for life. The dude wasn't a season ticket holder, so he just spent, like, 
he was right behind 50 cent. I'm guessing that was a 20k ticket and you spent 20k and you're banned for life. So I hope that one second of spitting on Trey Young was worth it because you're never going to step foot in Madison Square Garden ever again or for a very, very long time. And then there was one more instance. It was uh, hot at the Jazz game, which I'm not surprised about because the Jazz are, they have one of the worst fan bases, just racist, horrible fans, and they were going at it with, John Morant's dad and mom. I think someone told the mom to shut the fuck up, bitch, or something. But Utah, just shitty fan base. Not classy fan base. Philly, not classy at all. The fans, like, we were gone for so long, and it's such, like, like, we were gone for so long, and this is how you, like, treat the players when you finally get back to a stadium just really, really pisses me off because, yeah, that just gets me mad. Because it's like, we were gone for so long, and this is how you return the favor when you finally get back to an arena. Like, this is how you treat the players. Like, that makes me pretty mad. But, again, I I don't expect anything less from Utah because, you know, they're one of the worst fan bases. Knicks fans are crazy. Like I said, the chants are okay, but spitting is not okay. And Philly, all I got to say is stay classy, Philly. But yeah, so that's what I got to say about the fans. Now let's get into some plays of the day. So these are my favorite picks of the day. We got we got a lot of good NBA games today. I The spreads are kind of scaring me a little bit because the Hawks are five-point favorites against the Knicks, and I do like the Hawks tonight, so I parlayed the Knicks, I mean, not the Knicks, I parlayed the Hawks money line and the Nets money line, and that was pretty good value there, that was a two-team parlay, and then I also uh, took the Mavericks in game three, they're going to have over 15,000 fans, I took them plus two and a half, against the Clippers, so we'll see how that goes. A lot of people are on the Clippers tonight. The public is on the Clippers. Clippers are down 2-0. I'm only talking about them because it's in the gambling space. I'm not talking about how garbage they are. Clippers are favored even though they are down 2-0. Every single better I've seen is on the Clippers, so I'm taking the Mavericks, taking them plus 2.5, and... and Yes, that's my thing. I'm parlaying the Celtics, I mean the the Nets money line and the Hawks money line and then I'm also taking Mavericks plus two and a half and I think those are good picks. Again, everybody's on. Everybody's on the Clippers. I fade the public so I am on the Mavs. I've faded the Clippers the past two games. I took Mavs plus six game one and I took Mavs money line and Mavs plus six for game two. To say it's been profitable would be an understatement. I've made the most money in a long time gambling, fading the Clippers these past two games. So it's been interesting. And then also, if you're into hockey, I never talk about hockey on this podcast, but uh, there's a game seven tonight. There's a game seven Wild versus Golden Knights. The Golden Knights are up 3-1 in the series. Now it's tied 3-3. It's a Game 7. Wild versus Golden Knights. 
Honestly, I like the Golden Knights tonight, and I may parlay them, parlay them again with the Hawks money line. I'm very confident about the Hawks playing well tonight and bouncing back, especially in their own arena with their own fans. Even though it's not even comparable to how Madison Square Garden is, I think Trey Young will, will go off tonight. So I'm going to parlay the Golden Knights and the Hawks money line together. I think it's a it's a good play. Again, I don't like hockey at all, but I've seen I've seen enough. I don't think the Golden Knights are going to blow a 3-1 lead to the to the Wild, and I I think everyone wants a Golden Knights. Someone told me everyone wants a Golden Knights second round matchup versus the Colorado Avalanche. So that would be a really good hockey matchup, I guess. So yeah, I'm taking the Golden Knights because I want to see them play the Colorado Colorado Avalanche. I'm pretty sure is their mascot, is the name of their team. I'm not 100% sure. Please don't slander me if that was the wrong name. But yeah, one more time, Hawks, Nets, Moneyline, Parlay, and then I'm taking Hawks, Parlay, Vegas, Golden Knights, Parlay, both Moneyline, and then I'm taking the Mavericks, plus 2.5 versus the Clippers, those are my plays of the day. All right. Thank you guys for watching today, or thank you guys for listening to today's episode. I'll catch you guys later. I'm going to start expanding this podcast to talk about more sports. I want to start talking about baseball. I'm a very big Dodger fan. I want to start talking about gambling and ex- like that's one of my main hobbies is sports betting. I want to come on here, talk picks, give daily picks out on here, and kind of a shorter you know, form of a podcast, like literally a six minute episode where I just talk about my favorite picks of the day and and why I may start doing that talking Dodgers because, you know, mental health matters. By the way, guys, May is mental health awareness month. So mental health comes first before, before Clippers, before the Clippers. So that's what I tell myself. Hashtag mental health comes first. Hashtag Clippers stink. And, yeah, May is Mental Health Awareness Month. I must take the steps. I must prioritize my mental health over the Clippers, and that's what I'm going to do. So, yes, I'm going to start expanding this podcast. Baseball, hockey, whatever sports is on, sports drama, sports betting, whatever. I'm going to start talking about it. All right, I will catch you guys in the next episode. Peace out.